0: You are calling, we are here, I can see you. I've been thinking about our last discussion about, you know, streaming and all that. I wanted mm-hmm. to say that, you know, I did watch angels in that field, but, but while I was watching it, <laughs> I was like, I went and I did some digging and Joseph Gordon Levitt is in angels in that field. I don't know the actor in okay. rookie of the year, but you did ask, is that the same guy in kid and King Arthur's court? And I I think yeah. I I thought you were maybe asking about Joseph Joseph Gordon Levitt, which maybe you were, but it's actually the same guy in both Rookie of the Year and Kid in King Arthur's court. Yeah.
1: Okay, because for some reason I always associated those movies. That obviously must be why. But I was like whenever anyone would mention Kid in King Arthur's Court, I'd be like, Oh, like the baseball movie? <laughs> and it was like, No, it's not. <laughs> They're they're very different. But they came out they came out what early nineties, I think, around the same time. So I would always like, Oh yeah, Kid and King Arthur's Court, that's a good baseball movie. I wanna watch (laughs) that
0: movie again. I wanna watch that movie again so bad. Also, um yeah, that reminds me. I remember I watched Spaceballs before I saw Star Wars. I had no idea what Star Wars was, but and I remember my friend at school. Really? My friend at school was like, Have you seen Star Wars? And I'm like, No, I don't think I've heard of this. And he's like, you know, there's like the little green guy named uh, Yoda and he has the force. And I'm like, I think you mean yogurt with the Schwartz? Like because <laughs> like, everything was just a bit off. And I was like, this guy. Oh, I man. Think this, I think you mean Spaceball Days.
1: And the guy was like, no, I mean Star Wars. Like, what's wrong? I mean, Darth Vader. You're like, I believe you're talking about Dark Hell. Yeah, exactly. Because everything
0: was just like, it's like, I know exactly what you're talking about, but it's just a bit off. <laughs>
1: So explain to me how old you were when you watched Spaceballs and that you were at that age and had not heard of Star Wars. (laughs) That is a little bit mind-boggling to me.
0: Um, I think I was about, this is like elementary school, maybe grade three, so eight or nine years old, Um, where I've seen Spaceballs quite a bit by that time. (laughs) I grew up on Rambo and like, van Dam movies right. and stuff but uh and then um my friend paul who babysat us um when my parents would leave he brought the star wars trilogy and that was my first exposure to star wars and then it was around high school when i really fell in love with it when i was like okay this is something that i really enjoy
1: okay yeah. nice so uh Spaceballs set the groundwork so unlike most people who are like ah, oh, nice parody you have this like Star Wars is the movie. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, Where's the bucket of barf and the, the
0: dog named Barf? Yeah. Raspberry jam, Lone Star. Yeah. Um, so welcome to Taylor and Eric Rule of the World. I am Eric and I'm here with Taylor. Um,
1: Hi. And, uh,
0: <laughs> we are actually on it. The, the clock is ticking right now, so... There's like a pressure here. We don't know what wire to cut kind of thing because Taylor is on a somewhat lunch break, I guess, at work. So um, <laughs> we'll get right to it. Um, but before we get right to it, <laughs> which doesn't make sense, um, Yeah, if you <laughs> haven't heard our podcast before, we basically look at the unspoken rules of society where you don't know which side of the fence you might fall on. Um, yeah. Can I add anything? What, what? Or maybe you could add what you're planning to eat for lunch
1: if you even have time for that (laughs) we uh well we try to tell you which uh, side of the fence to stay on and then we like to hear if you agree or disagree um but i had um a breakfast wrap a little bit later than normal breakfast time Mm. so that has kind of pushed my lunch back a little bit so uh but there's uh my wife made delicious um pumpkin mac and cheese the other night and there's some leftovers so I'm going to be dipping into that for lunch. So um, be nice. Just
0: out of curiosity. It wasn't the pumpkin that you grew over the the summer, right? That one's long gone.
1: <laughs> it, it was, ah, yeah. it was the pumpkin. I'm oh. glad you brought that up because I wouldn't have mentioned it, but yes. So uh, for those of you who maybe didn't listen to that episode, go back and listen to Eric razzing me about uh, growing pumpkin <laughs> in the backyard and whether or not it's a, inappropriate. Um But the joke is on him because out of, I think one of them was no good, but, uh, I ended up, uh, cooking two of them in our instant pot just to get the puree. So, uh, sliced the pumpkins in half and got, geez, six or seven cups of pumpkin puree (laughs) that we put in the freezer, um, and it's great. So uh jokes on you, bud. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome.
0: And um I've never had pumpkin mac and cheese. Like, is it like mac and cheese with a hint of pumpkin
1: or or is it just yeah. kind of add to the so, creaminess of it? We've had she's made it a couple times, and the one time it was like pretty pumpkin-y and it was like pretty good. But this one I'd say is a lot better because the pumpkin flavor is a lot more subtle. Mm-hmm. Uh you still get a lot of the cheese, but it's like kind of just like a, a hint of pumpkin. Um, because I was definitely a little bit wary at first. I'm like, I like pumpkin sometimes, but that sounds a bit odd. Yeah. But it, it's really, really good. So I
0: like shawarma, but you don't see me putting it in my smoothies. <laughs> like, <laughs> two good <laughs> things don't always make a great thing. Um, You've given me an idea, sir. So, do you ever bring like regular sandwiches for lunch, like sliced
1: bread? Yep, I'm a, I'm a. Yeah, I'm a big sandwich fan, actually. Okay. Um I find that to be I wanna say one of the easiest meals to make, but it's I mean they're they're not that easy. Like, you know, heating up leftovers is super yeah. easy or throwing <laughs> stuff in a bowl and having a salad. Like but the sandwich um Well it's always easy if I the really food's like, already cause... made. That's basically what you're <laughs> 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 yes, the laziness factor. Yeah. Uh but I don't, I find joy in making a sandwich. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. I don't love like throwing together, uh, you know, even like cooking pasta and rice and stuff like that. I see taking like, just is a bit of a chore for me, like sandwich getting out all the ingredients might seem like a lot, but I really like the, um, process of putting it together because it's different every time. Good.
0: Um, I, I completely agree. And it, it relates to the rule that I wanted to bring up this week, which is related to food, but particularly sandwich food. Um, and actually, sandwich, yeah, food. but particularly to focus on the sliced bread aspect of it, because, you know, just the other day, and this happens quite often in our household, I'll open the freezer. Um, cause we freed it, freeze our bread. Um, and I see like three or four bread packets where just the butts are sitting in in, okay. in, the, in the plastic, yep. and I'm like, "I have no aversion to eating eating the bread butt, but uh Samara has an issue with that, I guess and so the rule today that I want to dis- discuss with you is not just eating the ends of the loaf but just crust itself like sometimes there are individuals who who cut the crust off of their sandwich. And I've looked up, you know, I did a quick Google search, and there are some, you know, just like most of these rules, there are some opinions out there, but nothing that can really sway you one way or another. And I I can share some of it. But what's your initial reaction in regards to the eating of the
1: crust of the bread? So uh, to go back to what you first said, because this has all sparked... um... A lot of my uh, curiosities, or, uh, intrigue. So I, um, the sliced bread thing in the freezer. So, I guess my first question: Do you do you keep your bread out for a little bit and then put it in the freezer when it's like close to the date, or do you put it in the freezer right away?
0: Um, no, we put it. We put it in the freezer right away.
1: Yeah. Okay, interesting. Because um, I find I love fresh bread, and out of the freezer, it never tastes quite the mm. same to me
0: um okay let me let me backtrack a bit if we buy it like from a bakery we might leave it on the counter but if it's just like the regular like you know dempsters from the grocery store like i don't mind just throwing that into the freezer
1: okay i can understand that i would say yeah something from a bakery or or, or i would give it the or homemade bread i would want to give it the uh, flavor (laughs) it deserves um so yeah so on that note i'm going You know, follow me on this weird journey. But so I we do store the last few slices in the freezer sometimes because one of my jobs around the house is to be the um, food quality assurance monitor. (laughs) Um, That's just kind of one of the jobs I have assumed. And I really like it. It's like, you know, making sure the dates of everything in the fridge are good, um, testing stuff, doing the smell test, doing the taste test. Um, I make those sacrifices (laughs) so that my wife doesn't have to. And, um, I am on like bread duty. So like if we buy, you know, English muffins and bagels or a loaf of bread or whatever, we, we keep them in our pantry. And I, it's almost like I've got this internal clock. That's like, a day yeah. <laughs> before or maybe the day of that it says on the tag I'm like okay where are we at with this yeah. bread product and I will I need to put it in the freezer now because my worst fear and it's happened a few times is you know stuff going moldy going bad yeah, it's like a so abs- disappointing I it, it sucks so um, much even even you know salad dressing and things that go past you know like dairy products like that stuff is just it's, it's It horrifies me in general. So I kind of have taken on this role of, like, I will be in charge of all the dates of this stuff. We will triple check it when we buy it. And so we – if we have a full loaf, it's just the two of us, you know, maybe a week goes by and there's a couple slices left. So I do the same thing as you, toss it in the freezer. Um, and then I find that the freezer is kind of like some sort of door to Narnia because we – usually just forget about it. So I've had the same experience as you, and it is usually the heel (laughs) of the bread. So um, I got two paths to go down here, I guess. Um, Store-bought regular bread, the heel is not good. The heel is Mm. probably the worst part. I have no aversions to eating it. I will eat it. Um, usually with maybe like a grilled cheese, cause then you don't really like mm. taste it as much, I guess. It's just kind of crispy, but it's not, it's not that good. And I can see how people might, I mean, I don't want to say you should throw it out, but like give it to the birds or something, or, <laughs> um, put it in some other recipe, use it for bread pudding. Yeah, give I it to I the birds,
0: know. your neighbors, So is Jonathan can see- birds. <laughs>
1: Good morning, Mr. Birds. I
0: have more bread for you because I know you would like this subpar end piece.
1: <laughs> or uh, perhaps Marty Bird from yeah. Mozart. Maybe that would solve <laughs> all these problems. Um, so I can see why people wouldn't like that. Uh, that the end, and we, we've got to the place where you have a few times where there's three or four bread ends in the mm-hmm. freezer, and they're so freezer burnt that I'm like, eh. I think we're just going to compost these or feed them to Marty Bird. Um,
0: <laughs> uh, and, you said bread end. You know, it's, it's such a good term. It's just
1: like, oh no, <laughs> I hit a bread end. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that I understand. My other path is the, the crust or the end of a homemade loaf of bread is probably the best mm. piece so i've only made bread a handful of times my wife has made it a few times my mom used to make it um a lot when we were kids in the bread maker the part that rises to the top was like y- you have to we would kind of like save that and like share it and sometimes i would eat it <laughs> and my family would get mad cuz it's like it's it's crispy yeah. it's like delicate it's really really good but then the the bottom end that was in the bread maker that part's like oh cuz it's got the the piece yeah. shoved into it uh, that, and it's like there's a big hole in it and it looks kind of weird yeah yeah <laughs> the yeah piece so that's so
0: funny i know what you mean <laughs> we
1: <we've, laughs> i've split this into a few categories <laughs> i guess but i my main category is um I, I um homemade versus store-bought bread and i think i think if you're getting some sort of homemade bread or like a really nice bakery loaf we'll put those in the same category you almost have to eat the end not as soon as possible, but like Mm. within a day or two, because that piece is really good and you're doing a disservice if you don't eat it. Mm. Um, You know, I didn't, I didn't think, man, there's a, this is a complex one. I I,
0: I like the angle
1: you brought in
0: and it's interesting because you say, you know, homemade bread, the ends are actually like, you know, almost sought after in, in a way. But I, I would say that. Yeah you know on the spectrum of bread quality the end lo- the end piece of a homemade loaf is equivalent to like the primest piece of a grocery loaf <laughs> like or like a prepared one so yeah. it's like the the end piece of a grocery store loaf of bread is like the bottom of the barrel of this spectrum of quality we're talking about Um, so, but everything that I like, just kind of distilling everything that you shared at the end of the day, you are, you should eat that piece. And that's something that I want to, it's like, it's not okay to throw it out. Now you're, you're, you're sharing strategies. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Well, you can eat them right away. That way you get the worst part, like, like out of the way from the get-go kind of like when you get a sushi roll um you know they give you the end pieces but sometimes end pieces they don't have like the piece of shrimp in it or or a bunch of the cucumbers are spilling out it's
1: it's way smaller and there's like a shrimp tail in it and you kind of have to like manipulate it so you always
0: eat those first because you don't want to end your experience with that type so um
1: so just interesting because i kind of I will like I will intersperse (laughs) them. Like I won't end my experience with that, but I know what you mean. I I won't necessarily eat them first, but and and
0: this is where it's like you have to find your way on how to eat them because the first thing that in in the logical analysis of this rule, the first thing that comes to mind is hamburger buns. I'm like, hamburger buns are basically end Hmm. pieces, just cooked and in shaped it a different way so like i've used yeah. end pieces in place of hamburger buttons just because they
1: have that certain style to them um the dense kind of crusty you know like the hard yeah, outer rim exactly yeah.
0: so like i've done that before when i've opened the freezer and i'm like I'm gonna have two burgers today, and there are four end pieces from two previous loaves. <laughs> like, like <laughs> I'm gonna just, I'm gonna knock these out right now.
1: So, I love. Side note: I love clearing oh, stuff. So I that love when it's like, th- there's one scoop of margarine left. Like, get rid of the tub. Or there's, yeah, if you if you told me there was four end pieces in the freezer and I could use them mm. all in one meal, I'd be like. I just made so much space in this freezer. Like, I get, like, high <laughs> off of that, of, like, cle- clearing out room yeah. in the fridge and consolidating things into different tubs and Yeah, eggs like, like just,
0: just, it may have been yesterday, actually. I was making a nacho dip. And it was like, there was a little bit of red cabbage left. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to throw this in. There was some black beans. I'm like, I'm going to put these in. Oh, there's just a little piece of an onion left in a container in the fridge. I'm going to throw this in. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna chop up this baby spinach and, and that will be the end of that container. So at the end of that whole process, yeah. there's just a bunch of dishes that are now out of the fridge. There's a bunch of containers that are like in the recycling. And I'm like, I've just gone through like a little
1: refresh process. Like, I, f- I feel like you hit on a bit of a metaphor yeah. here because respect the mm. end. So the end of those dishes can come together to create something new and amazing. Just like the end of the bread loaf can be repurposed, um, you know, can be used in a different way. Mm. Because I, I will agree, if, if you're just treating it as a straight up piece of toast or something, you know, you have it with peanut butter, like it's not... It is a very, we're talking store-bought yeah. loaf here. It's very different than the usual just bread and butter or toast and PB um, or the sandwich piece. But I agree, you could use it for some, you know, the dense, you know, part of uh, like a like hamburger bun or use it as like a base for a mini pizza because mm. it's got a nice solid foundation to it. Um, so respect the yeah. end.
0: Yeah, it, invi- it invites creativity um, and inspiration. One mm-hmm. one idea that i never thought about but i came across online was they said uh someone said that they make croutons out of it they actually
1: yeah i've heard that I too was yeah. Like, oh, yeah
0: that is such a good idea like i could just picture like mm-hmm. you know putting a bit of oil on them and oil and butter like maybe a little bit of you know herbs and spices and then just like uh to- or toasting them chopping them up like you know just really crisping them up and and throwing them in a salad like that would go so well.
1: Yeah. And doing uh, creative things in the kitchen. I'm, I remember being a kid and thinking, like, it's so hard to make food. You know, <laughs> creating dishes and making stuff is so difficult. But then in as we've been home for so long, I've taken a bit more time to kind of experiment in the kitchen. And it's not that cooking is easy because it's, mm-hmm. it's not. It's certainly not. But experimenting and trying new things and making dishes you've never made before is so rewarding. And it's often, while it's not easy, it's a lot easier than you mm. thought. Because um, we have a bunch of different um, cookbooks and we've done some of the like meal kit plans. And those kind of feel like a bit of a cheater one to me, but they've kind of helped me with my skills a little. But like mm. just picking up one of our cookbooks and trying something that looks very, very difficult and realizing that you know maybe it didn't feel perfect. But it was it was easier than I thought. So, like you said, with the croutons, it's like I'll make my own croutons. Like that kind of sounds difficult. Like, how do you get them to be like hard and crispy and perfect and like herb and garlicky? And but then I bet if you actually yeah. tried, it would not. It would not be that difficult.
0: How do you get them to be herb and garlicky? We'll add herbs and garlic.
1: In Step one. <laughs> yeah, idiot. Food tends to be
0: exactly what it is sometimes. Um, yeah. So so. I feel like we've come to a conclusion, at least on these ends. And I kind of want to bring the discussion to people who cut the crust off their sandwiches.
1: Okay. Because That's, that
0: is yeah. a bit of a step further. And I, I know where I stand on that. And I'll, I'll share some things that I read online. Um, some people push um, that those are the most nutrition rich parts of the bread. Like that's where all okay. the vitamins are. I was looking for details on that because sometimes it's like, that's the most rich part of the bread. And I'm like, yeah, but is it rich in comparison to the other part? Like, Or is right. it actually like rich as in this is a good source <laughs> of vitamin E or something like that? Yeah. Um, so that was the first thing that, that came to mind. Um, the second was you know, cutting calories, they were like, if you cut off the crust, you're cutting about 40% of the calories. For me, Mm -hmm. I'm like, I, why don't you just do the, the half slice? Like, you know, you, yeah. have you ever done that? You just take one slice of bread and fold it in half. Sometimes I actually, Mm -hmm. these days, what I often do is I cut that slice in half and use that one slice. And for me, it's like cutting the crusts off removes 40% of calories, well, using one slice instead of two cuts fifty percent of the calories. So, there you go. <laughs> so that's a better approach and, for me, and you get the crust. And so I guess, like,
1: yeah, I mean, obviously, it depends what you're doing with the crust that you're cutting off. Because if you're throwing them out, I mean, obviously, like, that's a no no. Like, that's mm-hmm. you. You need to take a step back because I think if you have to, if you have to cut the crust off in order to enjoy that piece of bread you should not be buying that bread because news news newsflash the whole bread loaf is the bread you don't get to just rip it apart to make your kind of sandwich like you've bought this you purchased this bread loaf if you're like oh i need crusts to make croutons or we're putting you know i want to put them in the bird feeder, or I need, you know, some bread pudding recipe specifically calls for this and they can be repurposed. I think that's okay. But I think it's, um, I don't know. It, it's just, it feels like dangerous territory for me. And I'm not a parent and parents are going to roast me for this, but I don't, I, I cutting crusts off sandwiches for kids. Just, I feel like leads them down a dangerous path yeah. to a yeah. um, future, <laughs> Future acts of rebellion where, uh, you know, you can get away. If you, if you can get your parents to cut the crusts off because oh, they don't taste that good. It's like <laughs> what, what bread are you eating where the crust is like, tastes like crap? Like, how yeah. is it possible <laughs> that it tastes so bad? And if it's a cutting calories issue, yes, I agree with, with you, Eric. Use one slice. Yeah,
0: and keep and that so, and reserve that crust, you know, don't waste food. But um, you know, it's funny that you bring up the parent angle because that's what I was thinking about. I was thinking about kids who might not like the crust, and I'm like, well, a, yeah, you're actually teaching, like, leading them down a dark, a dark path because now they're just going to be super picky. Like, they can't enjoy the sandwich experience that I, that you described earlier and that I absolutely love. Like, just yeah. putting it together, um, there, there are a few things that came to mind. So the first is for parents who are listening who cut crust off the sandwiches for the kids <laughs> you know i i was thinking you know if my kid can't finish an entire sandwich i might cut the crust off but then i would eat It'd be like, oh, I get to have a piece of the sandwich that I made for my kid. And it's just maybe that they're too young and whatever. They'll they'll learn to eat crust later when they eat more of the sandwich because I find that they don't even finish it.
1: Right. If they're just having two bites of it, they don't even get to the crust. Right.
0: Yeah. So that is my first like, okay, that's fine. You're not actually wasting it. There's actually a different discussion there like that's more about your kid's stomach capacity (laughs) versus like whether they want to eat crust or not um the second thing is as a kid myself and this brings up this theory of why people don't eat the crust in the first place, is there are some people who don't know how to make a sandwich. So they'll make <laughs> they'll make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and they'll just put it all in the middle. So the crust is yep. like an inch from each end. That's just like toasted but like not even freshly toasted this is like toasted but put in a plastic bag so it gets moist then outside in the cold so it gets condensation and then it's in your school bag for like four hours so when you Mm -hmm. finally get to it you're eating like an inch of like old toasted bread before you actually get to the sandwich part so i'm just gonna say as a kid i remember i used to eat around like I, i used to eat all the crust first And then finish with the inside, which kind of goes back to that strategy you brought up earlier. Like you can eat the ends of the loaf and then like finish up
1: the rest of the bread later. Yeah, that's an interesting point. And I feel like you got to spread the ingredients to the edge. You know, if you're having peanut butter on toast (laughs) and it's like you want it all to taste like peanut butter on toast, spread it as wide as you can. Get that distribution Um, because if you don't like the taste of the crust, it's like, well, you've got it. Um, you've got that peanut butter to help it. And also I will go back to my original point of like, if you don't like the taste of the crust, you gotta be buying different bread. Um yeah. And oh that's a good point. Um to to sidetrack a bit to talk about pizza just while we're on crust. <laughs> um I know we've talked about pizza numerous times in the past, but we'll the, always come back to pizza. The the fact that you could go somewhere and split a pizza with people and that one person's plate at the end of the day, will have three or four pieces of crust on it. It's just a little bit mind boggling to me. Um, Because like, again, if, if it's the quality of the crust, you have to change up pizzas because there's, there's some pizza out there that like a nice, nice, like wood fired uh, stove pizza. Like that crust is Mm -hmm. to die for um and if you're like oh it was a five dollar Domino's thing and it's kind of crappy it's like you're doing that pizza a disservice and also newsflash they have invented dipping sauce dipping sauce has been around forever so it's just tough for me because it's like if you're not eating the crust i have news for you you don't like pizza
0: yeah yeah (laughs) and (laughs) and it's you know I, I like this uh, path you're going down and you brought it up earlier with the ends of the loaf. It's, you know, you can be creative with how to use it. Like just cause you need dipping sauce doesn't mean the pizza was bad. necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, so for example, you don't like the crust. Well spread to the edge, like put a lot of the good stuff by the edge so that when you eat the edges of your sandwich, it's good like when you make a grilled cheese sandwich and the cheese spills out the sides and it's just like there's like a crown that's built around your grilled cheese you're like i can't wait to eat the ends of like this crusty part of my grilled cheese because it's just so caked in cheese and butter that like just just that last bite will be so delicious
1: it yeah it's like kind of it's kind of like doing a a, a take on French toast. You're like, you've covered mm. the whole thing in something delicious. So now it's all, it all tastes as good as, you know, the really good middle part. Um, and yeah. But yeah, you're right. And you can apply that to pizza too. It's like, they've got marinara dipping sauce. You can cover the whole <laughs> crust in marinara and then it'll taste a lot more like pizza, you know?
0: Yeah. And, and with pizza crust, like I know for some, you know, subpar bread pizzas that I eat sometimes, um, you know, you just, you get one every now and then, even from the the best pizza places. Mm-hmm. Like I start from the tip of the triangle, but then as I eat, I kind of like rotate it to the side and then I actually eat down the crust. That way I'm not just eating a whole mouthful of crust at the end of the slice. Yes. I actually disperse it, which kind of goes back to what you said before. You disperse it here and there throughout your eating process and what i wanted to bring up i think i i looked into this i wasn't sure if we were gonna get to the pizza crust aspect but um someone brought up how that last ring of the pizza is actually you know the most costly to cover because if you Mm -hmm. if you just don't spread sauce that far spread to the edge as we said then they're actually cutting costs. So I've had pizzas where they've left too much real estate on the end. And I'm like, (laughs) come on. I'm like, come on, guys. Like, like what's going on here? But, uh, but I've also been, I've had the opposite. So really it's, it's, yeah, just being mindful that it is part of the food as well. It's not just a handle that you throw away.
1: Yeah, that's, that's a great part. It's not, it's not the handle. It's not what you are using Mm -hmm. to eat, the food you got to show it the respect. And I like your point of the uh, distributing your bites on the pizza more evenly because yeah, like, yeah, this bite of pizza has some uh, Mm. pepperoni and cheese and a bit of crust in it too. And that, that's just a way to kind of even it out because I think what we've established and at the end of the day, just like, just like the crust is a part of the pizza that's a part of it the the rind the crust around your bread you know that's yeah. that's part of the bread that comes with it and you have to find a way to consume it and
0: and something you brought up too is the creator of the bread they should be mindful of like you know make better crust or like you know yeah. pizza make better crust
1: <laughs> like i made I think it yeah. of
0: these, these loaves that samara has been buying recently they have like all these like nice seeds and stuff like mm-hmm. all around the edges like it's such nice crust on this bread it's so tasty
1: i uh, the only real uh loaf of bread i made was a few months ago and it was a jalapeno cheddar loaf and oh. it and obviously yes not every loaf is like this uh fancy like sometimes you just have that generic white bread and you don't have time to make bread like it's it it happens but like this this part like there was jalapenos on top and the whole it was all melted cheese on the top and it's like that was the best part the inside was really good and moist but i wanted a (laughs) whole thing of crust because it was that (laughs) good so yes i understand the dempster's and wonder bread loaf like the crust doesn't taste as good as some of the Mm. others but it's still at the end of the day, it's still part of the bread,
0: yeah. And I think about you know some muffins that I eat. Like, I had a muffin the other day, and I actually I eat it from the bottom to the cap,
1: like, oh, I okay. eat it at the
0: bottom first, yeah. Like, I um, just because you know, for some reason, like, not for some reason, I just love like it was a blue brain muffin, so it was just that, like. <laughs> crispy top with almost like that Seinfeld episode, like top of the muffin to you. Like who wants the stumps? So I'll eat that (laughs) first, but that's the opposite. That's the opposite problem of bread. Like people are like, like everybody wants that, that inside bit of the bread. And it's like, you know what? It's a whole package. So deal with it (laughs) as as best you can.
1: And, you know, maybe you don't have the resources to make your own or to afford um you know and some nice bakery loaves but there are you know there are options out there and, and there are things you can do with the crust of that you know of that store bought bread and I think just remembering that um it's it's a part of the loaf too and the the end the crust and the end they both have feelings you know it's they're <laughs> they don't have the they don't might not have the glorious look and feel yeah. and taste of the uh of the inside soft part but um they have their own talents and skills exactly and it's time to start appreciating them if you're not already well so that's uh that's my rule for today
0: um i didn't know I'm how fired up what, uh,
1: <laughs> you got me real fired
0: up <laughs> i end, know And what ends up happening after we have a discussion like this is I just become so attentive to like every sandwich (laughs) that I eat for the like, Oh man, like Samara made Turkey burgers and you know, guess what? We used the last of the burger buns (laughs) yesterday. So right, it's like, I might be having that this evening and I'm just going to be, this is just going to be like running through my brain.
1: Yeah. And it's about being creative too. And I I think food waste is such a huge problem that, um, f- find those ways. If, if it's something like you know, it reacts with my taste buds, and I, I can't deal with the bread end or the or the crust. Like there are ways to use it, you know. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, um, that does it for today's episode and this week's episode of Taylor and Derek Rule the World. Uh, feel free to uh, give us a rating. Um, five stars is ideal. <laughs> um, but ultimately, the best the best thing that you do and you have been doing is just listening to us and keeping in touch with us. Um, tell your friends. We'd love to hear what you guys have to say. Um, chime in on Facebook. At
1: Taylor Rule the world. Uh, we're also on Instagram at T E R W Pod. Uh, we are on Twitter. Uh, I am at Maite Ducks, and I am at Eric Kianfar. And thank you for joining us in our quest to rule the world. I'm not going to say anything about one <laughs> end or crust at yeah. a
0: time. <laughs> <laughs> one crust at a time. Yeah.
1: Who the rail) <laughs>